Today in our second reading, we have a hard teaching, perhaps uh, among the, one of the hardest to accept, uh, that uh, many people uh, today would, would have it hard to, to accept, and uh, for perhaps good reason, because we do not fully understand what St. Paul is telling when he says, wives, be subordinate to your husbands. And we, and we hear that, and we think that subordination means domination, dictation, I say you do, I say jump, and you say how, how high. But that's not what subordination is. It is rather to be put in proper order, that just as the church is subordinate to Christ, so everything in the family is subordinate. But we often fail to go to the next line. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And so I would dare anyone any wife, if your husband orders you around and says, it says in Scripture, tell them it also says that you must love me as Christ does the church. And so only when you're willing to die on a cross will I follow your order. But I guarantee, if there is that kind of love between a husband and a wife where he is willing to die for her, first of all, there won't be any ordering as in making dictation, but it will be properly ordered because there's love. And that's what St. Paul is talking about. As hard as that teaching is, that's not the teaching that drove so many away from Christ, especially as we turn to this gospel passage. Oh, this is hard. Who can accept it? He's talking about the bread of life. Last week we took a hiatus, perhaps would be a way to look at it. But last week and the week before, I, I kind of went ahead and addressed what last week we would have heard if we didn't celebrate the Feast of the Assumption. That every time Jesus says, eat my flesh and drink my blood, they say, well, this is, this is too hard. And he doesn't soften up. He doesn't say, well, you're not understanding me. I'm talking in a, in a metaphysical kind of way or a symbolic kind of way. Or no, each time he gets harder and harder and harder to the point that they cannot accept it. So many would not accept it. And they walk away. Literally, it says that's what it says. I uh, share the story often I, um, for, for a couple reasons. I ended up taking Greek in another, at another college than at St. Paul Seminary at the University of St. Thomas. And the way they taught was very intense. And it was wonderful, it was right up my alley because of how they taught it. But I knew after about seven weeks or eight weeks of study that I had studied it well because I woke up saying, peripateo, peripateo, and I knew exactly what I meant. Peripateo means I will walk. And it is, uh, we, the word peripateic, education comes from it, the Greek uh, philosophers often were peripatetic. They would walk and the students would listen. It's how Jesus taught his disciples. As he walked, they would follow him. And it says here that they would no longer walk with him. It's a literal translation. Or we have it translated here, they would no longer accompany him. They returned to their former ways of life. Either way, there's an intimacy that is lost. Whether it's to walk with him, and, and I, I've shared uh, Dr. Ed Shree has a great image of a disciple as, as one who walks with, and one who walks with so closely that he's, he or she is covered with the dust of the master. 
I love that image. Or a company, one who eats bread with, C-O-M, come with, P-A-N, pan, bread. Somebody who eats and drinks with. There's an intimacy here that because of this hard teaching, they walk away. Because Jesus says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will not have life within you. And this is hard teaching, and it continues to be hard, even for us. And so often, as I tried to invite us two weeks ago, even so often, we do not fully discern what it is we receive when we come to the Eucharist. Or the better thing is, who we receive. We just simply go with the flow. We get in the herd mentality, maybe, and we come up. Or if we do, then we try to, try to minimize it. We try to reduce it. And uh, yesterday, it was a, as I was looking over these readings and praying over them, I came to, to, to coin a phrase that we uh, live in a world that's constantly seeking the lowest common de- denomination. That what is the least thing we can say about this that everyone will accept, including those that have rejected the church in many other ways? What is the least we can say? Well, it's a nice memorial. It's something nice to do every once in a while, maybe once a month, or, or if you're, if you're uh, um, a little less fortunate, maybe at least just once a year, you know, maybe on around the Feast of uh, the Last Supper. Or some churches, they don't, do not celebrate the Lord's Supper at all. If you think it's miserable listening for me to ten, for 10 minutes, imagine listening to a, to a sermon for about two or three hours. Some churches, that's their service. They're being fed with the word, but not being fed with the word of God, the bread of life. This is a hard teaching. As I already last week said, the church teaches that when we come to the Eucharist, it makes us the body of Christ. And the, the, the hard teaching we have in today's second reading and the hard teaching here of the Eucharist are interconnected, of course. Because Christ says, this is my body, take and eat. We become the body of Christ. So often, as I suspect, we get that reversed. We think we come as, as Catholics, we come and gather and we celebrate the Mass and we make the Eucharist. We wouldn't gather unless the Eucharist first made us. That we gather because it's Christ who gathers us. And that when we come and understand the Eucharist more fully, we understand all the sacraments more fully. Marriage, as husband and wife say to each other, this is my body given to you. Ordination, as we give ourselves to the celebration of all the sacraments, most especially the Eucharist. Even deacons who are not, of course, able to, to confect the Eucharist, to gear their lives towards helping in lives of service or baptism, which begins the sacrament of initiation that makes and points us towards the Eucharist. Do we really understand what it is? Do we really understand? And I think today, as I read this gospel passage, I, I feel almost a sadness of Christ 
as he sees so many walk away. And, but it doesn't end there. Do you too want to go? He turns to the twelve. And Peter answers for them all, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of everlasting life. We've come to believe and know that you are the Son of God, the Holy One. And even then, of the twelve, and we have the reference already here, but right after this, the, the church in her wisdom drops it out, but it's a direct reference to, towards Judas, that he knew that Judas was going to betray him. Of the twelve, one was going to sell him out because he did not fully understand. One was going to, going to deny his very self. Oh, I don't know what you're speaking about when he was accused of being a Galilean, which he was. Peter denies the Lord three times. Nine others run away, hide. Only one stayed at the foot of the cross. Only one at that moment understood what was happening. Maybe not fully understanding what was going to happen. All walked away, except the one. Well, Mary and Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. But they walked away. The choice is for us, as we hear in today's first reading, choose this day. Joshua, that, that beautiful reading, choose this day whom you will serve, whether you will serve the God who brought you out of Egypt, who has done wondrous things for you, or if you're going to serve the, people, the gods of the lands we're going into, the false gods, the demons, we would say. Choose this day. And he's not condemning them. But he's saying, once you make that choice, live that choice out. Do not just simply make it a word for today, but for the rest of your lives. Choose this day whom you will serve. And I think that's true for us today. Choose this day. Are we going to believe these hard teachings? Are we going to subordinate ourselves to Christ, who loves us, who gave himself on the cross for us, who gave them, because of that sacrifice on the cross, gave us his very body and blood to eat, to drink, that makes us the body of Christ. St. Augustine said it best, when we come to the Eucharist, we are to become what we receive. Modern fitness markets have, have kind of stolen it and say, you are what you eat. But with this Eucharist, we become what we receive. We become the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, whom he loves beyond all doubt. So choose this day. Do I choose to continue to walk with Christ? As hard as his teaching is to understand that he is the Eucharist, as hard as it is to understand why the church takes a stance against abortion, why the church takes the stance for pro-life issues, why the church teaches so hard teachings on sexuality. The church is looked cross-eyed, condemned for being behind the times. And maybe she's so far behind the times that she's ahead of her time because she understands where truth is. Christ did not dumb down the truth in today's passage in John chapter 6. Nor can we let us live up to the faith as hard as it is. Choose this day to walk with him.